Welcome to Lifestyles of the Rich and Dead. Twenty-four-seven bodyguards, even when they're not a president. Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Like, and we're paying for it. Do we really need to though? Like, like who's out there trying to like you know? I guess I don't know. I guess Obama's like still yeah. around. Yeah. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I think there's a lot of people <laughs> trying to kill all the presidents. But like, like I, I don't think there's a president besides Jimmy Carter because everyone just like let right. be. Jimmy Carter's just like building houses and like on a peanut farm and stuff like that. He literally but is the most wholesome se- human being. I believe he has a Secret Service detail. Like, that has to be the most boring job. Like, are you, like, here's a question. If you're a Secret Service bodyguard, odds are, like, I feel like that's, like, the like the highest rank you could get as bodyguards. Like, you know, guarding, like, a president. That's gotta be, like, a high-level assignment. But, like, it would be weird to be, like, top-of-your-game bodyguard, and then all of a sudden you get assigned to an ex-president like Jimmy Carter that has no threats or no one cares about. So you're just kind of, oh, like... Oh, you mean, like, the sweetest job in the world, where you get to go home and visit your, see your family and your kids and not worry each day that this old man's gonna do something crazy but like what job do you have to do who like who who do you need to protect jimmy carter from like who out there is like what supervillain is trying to kill it like you know jimmy carter i'm building sure houses. there's this low level supervillain out there <laughs> that's trying to make a quick pick you know that you kill jimmy carter you're gonna get your name in papers right I mean, but if you're... If you kill, if you murder a 93-year-old ex-president, you're going to be in the papers. But, like, why go... If you're going to go for an old president, wouldn't you just go for George Bush, like, or whatever? Like, you know, like, I don't know. You want an easy target. I'd imagine you want the easiest target. And he's out there building houses. Literally, you could switch out his ha- his current hammer for a heavier ha- hammer, and he'll just fall over. <laughs> I was going to ask that. That's how you do it? You, you switch out his hammers? <laughs> I'd switch out his hammer. I, I do that. You just yeah. topple over like some like comedic thing off the top of a ladder. Oh. Maybe he falls into like a bucket or something like that. Like oh, I can't sure. get out now. Like a Rube Goldberg uh, thing, where like he drops the hammer and he knocks into a series of buildings. Like yeah, like there's like a like a two by four that's like uneven, and then like that shoots a paint can into the air, and then like that triggers like some sort of like mouse hunt kind of like weird like. There would be. If I'm gonna go killing Jimmy Carter, there's gonna be a series of springs of levees. <laughs> <laughs> to, to to entrap the the security detail and crush uh, Jimmy Al, uh, Jimmy Carter's head with a piano. I think everyone knows that springs and levees have long been the most trusted tools in an, an assassin's arsenal. Sure, sure, sure. Some people want to say pulleys, but I say that's a bastard. That's a, a fool's errand. That uh, is a fool's errand. Mechanical uh, device. Um, might as well use a, a fulcrum. <laughs> well, I'm at it. Fucking idiots. So we're talking about Lucille Ball today, huh? <laughs> we're talking about Lucille Ball today. We're talking about Lucy. I love Lucy. Lucille Ball. Uh, do we know her real... Does she have a real name? She has a real name. She's not Lucille Ball in real life. Really? Oh my god. Uh, I feel I feel bad that even my very minimal research, I didn't even realize that that's not her real name. <laughs> well, I could uh, actually be also be... She was born Desiree Ball. Oh, holy shit. D.D. Ball. Her first husband, Desi, had the same name as her middle name? Holy fuck, that's weird. That's her first name. Oh. No, her first name is Desiree Ball. That's so weird. Oh, no, weird. okay, no, okay, oh, no, now I'm wrong. Yeah. That's her mom. 
Okay, what's her mom is Desiree Ball. Yeah, but that's pretty weird. So her Obviously, middle name and her mom's name is also the name of her first husband. That's bizarre. That's just bizarre on a lot of levels. What is it? She was looking for someone. Right. What if that was the like? The... Imagine how weird that was. Imagine that's your thing. She was just you know, like... she was going through like the phone book at the time. Give me all the Desirees. I'm just gonna start knocking through them and seeing like what one could fit well, here. Imagine she's just she's just like had this thing. She's like, I want to date a guy with my middle name. And then her entire life, and she's just like, no one is ever going to have the name Desiree. No one. Mm. And so she's dating Phil's and and, uh, Samuel's, and then she meets a guy named Desi. What do you think she's going to do? Fall head over heels with him. And actually, that not to jump into the story, like, that was a perfect segue, which it was, Mm. but they had a really beautiful relationship it was definitely rocky but um it was quite emotional and touching at times so before like just quickly what do you know about lucia ball ahead of time oh we should talk about that. what did you know before even today came across baseline stuff lucia ball i thought her name was fake it turns out it's not that's her real name Mm. so i didn't even know that much uh i didn't even know it even at this moment i thought i still thought it was fake (laughs) at the start of the show uh, but I knew her as a famous uh, comedian, a mm-hmm. uh, great physical com- uh, comedian, a uh, big producer, but I didn't know what she produced besides her shows. Okay. That's the end. Okay. That, and that was the extent of your- Oh, and? And? I knew something about her fillings, her teeth fillings. Okay. I know nothing about that, nor did I get any research on I her teeth fillings. I can't Wait. <laughs> I can't wait. There are so many, like, we'll touch on, there are just so many random little fun tidbits about her life that are just, like, she's adorable. Pretty, she's pretty stellar, and yeah. she's already ranking super high on the list. Oh, we're, we'll get I there. I think she... But, like, she's, like... Real, close, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. I uh, think we're in alignment uh, on that. Okay. Uh, yeah. My baseline, more or less, I knew I love Lucy. Um, I thought there was, like, a troubled relationship with her and Desi or whatever. Like, I even thought that there might be, like, a little bit of a kind of a Sean Connery situation playing out where Desi sure. might have been a little bit loose with uh, his uh, definition of domestic abuse or caring about uh, that regard. Um, that was my initial inklings and stuff like that. That's based on no research, just, I think, random hearsay. Sure. Um, so that's what I knew coming... You're judging. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You're completely... But 1950s male, sure. Sure. Exactly. But uh, Divorce? Yeah, I'm assuming. <laughs> but I didn't even know she was divorced. I'm assuming. I didn't know she had an, a second husband or anything like that, who seems like a sweetheart. He seems like like kind of just like a nice guy. Like a, and he, like, he seems um, like a perfect... You know, it, it's, uh, in all honesty, he reminds me of Carol Baskin's current husband. <laughs> no, that's actually a great example. Like, you know, like, clearly, just like, like, her life story, it's about her and Desi, and here's, like, this nice guy's like, yeah... I'll, I'll I'll stick around, you know. You know, we can you know watch some TV together. It it seems like yeah. there was like more of like like a sweet friendship than it was like oh a passionate romance, you know. But but your entire knowledge of her was her show, married to Desi, and maybe some uh, rockiness. Maybe some drop. Yeah, yeah. Maybe some yeah, like. But yeah, that, some that's the extent of it. That's all I knew, right? really. Yeah. Well, let's let's go over a brief timeline of her life because it's not. You know, wonder what that's not the fun stuff, am I right? No, we got plenty um, to touch on here. We got plenty to touch on. She, uh, you know, born nineteen nineteen eleven. Yes, April April. Oh no, August sixth, uh, nineteen eleven. She died uh, April twenty sixth, nineteen eighty nine. Seventy eight uh, years, she, decent 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 lifespan. Yeah, decent lifespan. Uh, she got married, I think, in the forties to Desi, nineteen forty. 
And they got the deal, uh, I Love Lucy, in 1948. And I think the show premiered in 1951. She was 40 years old when that show came out. Which is like, which is kind of like, you know, good for her. And I think that's going to be something that I want to touch on. She just kept plugging along. She overcame so much shit. And like, you know, mm-hmm. so like, you know, more credit to her. She didn't make it famous until she was 41. But like, she put in the work. Girl overcame a lot. And she was in, like, a bunch of movies uh, that, like, she was, like, in a lot, of, like, she was in a Stooges deal, she was in a Marx Brothers deal, and, but she wasn't, come- like, like a, a comic. She was basically just, you know, a model in these, uh, in these things. She was just, that was her beginning of her career as a model. Not saying there's anything wrong with being a model, but uh, uh, she did so much more as a comedian. Um... Uh, I didn't know anything about... I didn't know she had anything. Like, I knew she obviously had stuff before I Love Lucy, but I haven't seen a single thing, have you? I haven't seen any of her work at all. Like, I maybe have seen a random I Love Lucy episode here or there and stuff like that. Well, like, you've never seen I Love Lucy? Maybe. Like, I get the gist of what's... Like, I saw, like, I know the conveyor belt thing. Like, oh, the conveyor belt's sure. moving too fast, and, like, I can't keep up with it. Like, um... She is a brilliant... Like, really funny physical comedian. But watching it now, like, the storylines are basically she's afraid that Ricky's going to get home and get mad. <laughs> and this, the, the threat the threat is always looming, like, what's going to happen when Ricky gets home? And, can, and so that's can we be, always a very interesting dynamic about that. Can we be clear? Because I didn't come across anything. Like, there's no evidence of any physical abuse at any time in that relationship. Like, I didn't no, see anything. No, no. Did you? He, was, he liked... Uh, he liked to taste the wine, you know? He, he liked was, to taste the wine. He, he was, was a little al- a drinker and a little bit of a womanizer. That is true. Uh, but not in a womanizing, like, in a, uh, uh, I don't know how he was. I didn't know how they t- he treated him. But he definitely liked to hang out with them. He liked to patronize sex workers. He liked to, uh, yes. uh, you know, he was no stranger to that field. Which, once again... was it, it, uh, Were they sex workers? Or were they just... I didn't know that. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, like, I, I saw a couple of things about, like, yeah, like, about sex workers being, he would, like, hire, like, I saw, like, one thing about, like, he would have, like, 18 of them, and he was singing songs just on the ground, like, without clothes on, and just, like, having them all around him, which is a fantastic scenario to imagine. Just, like, 18 sex workers surrounded you, and you're just, like, lying on the floor, drinking hands, singing show tunes, and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know what, that makes a lot of sense, especially when you're so upper echelon. If you want something specific, you better get a professional. Right. You better like if you want a specific scenario of naked people surrounding you as you play the bongos uh you know you better okay for makes for sense. better or makes worse sense. desi liked to party he was a party desi liked to party and i'm not saying that's a good thing but apparently it was no secret before they were married uh, either. Like, it was pretty well known. This guy liked, uh, didn't like to stand still. And I think this was out there a lot, but, like, the longtime writer of I Love Lucy was quoted saying in an interview, she wanted him because she knew that if he went on the road with the band, he'd be catting around all the time. She wanted him at sure. home when, where she felt the marriage would have a better chance of lasting, which, of course, it did. So she wanted him on the show because she was afraid, like, he would be kind of, like, once again, doing more womanizer stuff. But... Also want to touch on, in that quote, he'd be catting around. I've never heard the phrase catting around for sleeping around with other I women. That. I kind of like it. I'm a fan of it. catting around. It. Like Catting around is a perfect way to... And I think that could be a good way of eliminating sex shame. Right. Instead of slut shaming everyone, just like, oh, you're being... He's catting around. Cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it used to be there being a dog. <laughs> and I'm glad that we're progressing into an area just like, we're being cats, yeah. you know? It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of fun. Being, or I like squirreling around, you know? They're squirreling around in there. To be clear, I do not endorse infidelity in relationships of any kind. But if we're going to, like, you know, you know, have a, a commonly used term for it, catting around seems like a fun term to use. 
Red and Aaron discuss the differences between cats and dogs. I was gonna say, dude, let's do. Uh, you want to hit on early life some stuff? So like, um, yeah. But what early life stuff you got? Okay, so like I said, overcame a lot of stuff. Uh, dad died at the age of what was it, like about like three years old or so. And um, interesting tidbit, like I said, lots of little interesting tidbits going on with Lucy. Um, she recalled that the day that her father died, uh, she can't recall anything because she was so young, except that a bird got trapped in her house, which then caused her lifelong ornith- ornithophobia, the fear of birds. Ornithophobia. An irrational yes, fear, fear of, of birds. birds. And I love, like, you know, once again, I think that's just kind of interesting, but she was, she took it to a certain degree because birds were her main phobia. She refused to stay in any hotel room that had pictures of birds or had birds on the wallpaper and uh, no birds or pictures of birds were ever allowed in her home. Like she was aggressively I... not against birds. She was very much, you know, n- against birds. Why do we life. respect that so much? I don't know. I love the idea of eliminating one item from your entire life. Just like, I don't want any ovals. Yeah. Any ovals near me? I don't want any... Sp- if, my, I'm, if we have a spoon, it better be a perfect circle. Right, and I get it. She associates birds with a specific trauma at the beginning of her life, but it's just, like, it seems so, like, randomly arbitrary. Why was it, like, you know, it was just happening to be the bird? What if, like you say, what if she was drinking Ovaltine when she found out that her dad died, and all of a sudden she hates ovals or hates chocolate milk by proxy? Sure. And also, the thing is, like, I'm not trying to objectify her by the way she looks, but she honestly looks like a person... That would be afraid of birds, <laughs> especially in her older life. She looks like that would be right. Like, it really looks like someone that would be frightened of a, uh, aviation. Here, here's a question for you. As someone who dabbles in the kind of Hollywood industry. Um, sure. You know, Showbiz. Sure. So the movie Bird, Birds, very famous, like horror movie about birds attacking yeah. people. Do you think. Imagine. Do you think Lucy would. Like, obviously, she's terrified of birds, but, like, wouldn't that, like, you know, like, be able to allow her to have, like, give this, like, phenomenal performance? Because it would all be so legitimate. Like, because, like, they are kind of, like, ridiculous scenarios, but she would be terrified of every bird on set. I'd assume she wouldn't want to do the picture, but what I would do if I were a producer Mm. is sign her on to a movie that she thinks she's going to be. (laughs) Oh, no. And then introduce the birds. So I would film. Every scene in the movie that doesn't have any birds, sure. first. Mm. First. And so she's having regular interactions, regular conversations, such. And then I would create something of a, a nightmare horror castle uh, that would have her walk through. But each room is a different set and scene. <laughs> Hidden cameras bring her all the way to the top of the tower. Bird explosion. Birds everywhere. She runs out of the place. And each scene is catching her interacting with the Legitimate birds. Legitimate terror. It's gonna be, and each room is almost a an escape room where she has to perform some sort of function in order to exit that room. So you're getting full scenes of terror. You're getting like that's each a nightmare scene is scenario. Be approxim- that is absolutely nightmarish. Like I can't. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? I'm like a hundred percent getting her mental health care after this. <laughs> We're going to pay for the doctors. Oh, anything you're taking, that she needs. you're being so concerned after you subject her, to, subject her to an hour of constant torture of her worst not fear. A, not a penny, not a penny from her pocket for this. This is I all on us. I hope so. Well, yeah, that's, it was in the contract. <laughs> she doesn't have to pay to be tortured by her own worst fear. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, and I, I get, I get that it'd probably be pretty rough for, uh, for a few years yeah. afterward, but... That film. 
The magic we captured. That film would. There's no way. Would, yeah, it would. Even though she'll never be able to watch the film out of sheer terror. Oh yeah, she just got to admit yeah. it was a pretty good performance. Like it would win like a bunch of Oscars and like and stuff like that. But she would also. She, I feel like she might even sue you. I feel like she might even sue the production of the company. But she would get a lot of awards for it, undoubtedly. Is that your name, Lucy? <laughs> is that your name on the dotted line? Oh, look at that. That's what I'd say. Is, uh, wow, it's crazy. It looks like your handwriting, and here's the picture of you signing it, because I'd, I'd definitely take a picture of her signing it for this project, because I know the litigation would come soon after. My my main takeaway from all of this is that I want nothing to do with show business, that this all sounds horrifying, that this is this very easy for you to picture this scenario happening and taking place. That is kind of troubling. A little troubling there. In a way, we're helping her? <laughs> You you don't seem like you're that motivated by helping her. It doesn't seem like that's your I end goal you gotta, here. I guess you gotta face your fears sometimes, right? <laughs> so you might as well wildly profit off it? Yeah. Actually, that's actually a really good point. Mm. And that's what made Fear Factor so successful. I'd put Lucille Ball in Fear Factor is honestly what I'd do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she had a very... Uh, the the oncolo- uh, ornithonology, ornithonology. Uh, what is it called? Ornitho- Ornithophobia. Ornithophobia. I'm definitely saying that. Ornithophobia. That's a, that's a fun word to say. Ornithophobia. Yeah. Ornithophobia. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, yeah, that's very interesting about her. Um, she started the show, and they didn't want Desi on the show. Nobody did. Did you know that? Oh yeah, they, like nobody. She did. had to argue CBS, yeah, to get her on because they were all very much. This is like 1950s. Oh, white woman, Cuban dude. We don't like interracial couples in our Do society. Not like that. They did. But she pushed for it because she knew that if she knew that he'd be perfect for the role. Mm. She wanted him around so he wasn't catting around on the floors. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and also, not only the fact that they're the first interracial couple on TV, also the first pregnant woman. Really? She was pregnant at the time? She was pregnant, the fir- I think, towards the end of the first season. First child that she had at 40, she thought she could never have a kid. Uh, because she had several miscarriages. I heard about, I did hear about that past, but good for her. I didn't know it was like 40. So she was 40 years old. Yeah, 40 years old. uh, And I think the first or second year of the show, and she was pregnant on the show, which was also unheard of. Wait, did you know how she got, uh, did you know how she was able to convince CBS to get uh, Desi like onto the show? No. Okay, so this was great. Like, so they were reluctant. They hated interracial couple and all that stuff. And like, you know, Lucia was like not having that shit. So she was like, you know what? Fuck you. I'll prove myself here. She, the pair went on the road with like this, some sort of act in which like she played the zany housewife to like, you know, Desi's whatever as kind of like, you know, kind of like a similar setup to the show and ended up having great success on the tour. So CBS was like, okay, fine. I guess you guys made a bunch of money taking this like, you know, like, you know, performance act on the road. So we might as well just put him in the show. So she was like, I love the fact that she stuck to her gun. She's like, fuck you. I don't care. I want him in there. And I'm going to show you how successful we're going to be together. And she went out and like did it on her own. Like A plus like for her. Story. Like she was like, yeah. And, one of the, and they really, and even though at the start of the show, they were separated. Yeah. They were not, they were not like, they were, they were not living together. They were separated. Yeah. They were not living together and they were on the rocks. They were already married together 10 years. And I think she just got pregnant and they were like kind of living their own separate lives. Mm. And she still pushed for him because she cared that much. What a saint she is. Right. What a sweetheart. 
Uh, and Desi wasn't too bad. Apparently, he was a real good businessman. He made some bar- smart. Oh, there was like a very, he- very smart. He got the rights to the show. Like they, he made millions off of that. And like, mm-hmm. I'll also give him credit too. From everything that I've seen, he was very much not the kind of person that was like, "Oh, I want to be famous. What about me?" He was like instantly recognized. Lucille's the star. I'm gonna make sure she's, she's taken care of. She's gonna be center stage and stuff like that. So like, once again, obviously, don't endorse the infidelity and all the affairs and all that stuff. But like, he did legitimately seem to have her best interest in mind and did try and do like what was best for her so like and they and they worked very well together they created desi lu studios and it helped what did they uh the two i forget the two oh mission impossible and star trek right yeah unbelievable came out of like That's that awesome. studio i can't i really love and i was i was actually trying to look i would have in my brain, I almost think that she was on Star Trek, wasn't she? I never was like a bit character. I never watched early Star Trek, but like, I mean, like, it would not surprise me and stuff like that. Neither have I. I guess I was just hoping. <laughs> right, that would actually be kind of cool to see her. Like, that would be really fun. Would you want? Would you rather Lucy play like just like a crazy Ellie with all the sorts of makeup, or would you want her to be like you know like on the command bridge, like you know telling Spock and you know uh, what's his face? Oh, Shattered, she should one hundred percent be the cra- a kooky alien. Right, like she's a kooky alien on a kooky species. Uh, something like that, something real fun and really up her alley because she's a good physical she, comic. She could have been the precursor to Jar Jar Binks. She could have been like, you know, doing some physical comedy, falling over on this ship, like causing hijinks while they're all trying to do some science stuff. Like, I, I think she could have had a lot of fun with that role. You couldn't have think of any other alien. Jar Jar Binks was a, he was like the, like the, you know, couldn't, like, you know, he was always like falling around. He was falling, he like unbalanced physical comedy, like, you know, weird alien and stuff. I feel like she would have been perfect. kind of like a a space Kramer. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. I love that term. A space Kramer. That's that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. Well, glad that we've got that going for it. Let's never mention Jar Jar again. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) What else was there? Star Trek. Did they have any other successes? Those are the two big things that I I, I came I saw. Um, she uh, it should be noted that though. Um, so they had the Desilu Studios going, but I think because maybe this was after they were already divorced or separated, but um, Desi was having some money trouble, so he asked Lucy to buy her out. So like 1962, she becomes the first ever woman to run a major television studio. So like she's breaking glass ceilings like all over the place here, and then. Eventually, uh, five years later, she ended up selling it to uh, the studio to Paramount Pictures for $17 million. And in today's terms, a cool $130 million. Like, Lucy became the first ever, like, yeah, woman to run a major studio, was very involved in the business from everything I gather, and then five years later, sold it for over $100 million in today's terms. Like, my God, the woman, you know, woman uh, made some stuff happen here. And she had several successful TV shows just about her being her. Right. So she went from I Love Lucy to the Lucy Hour and then Lucy and Friends or whatever. And the, uh, which were all successes except for the last one in the 80s where she was playing like a grandma. Uh, an old, yeah, there was like uh, one flop in it, Lucy. but like for the, by, by and large, she was very, very successful, good. very, like very, very busy. Successful. Yeah. Uh, and then she kind of turned into just like a cool, a cool reclusive Hollywood person. At least in my book, I like recluses i like recluses i think they're fun and she became a really fun one she did this interview later in life i think it was 1980 and they just asked her a bunch of stuff about like what she did like was she into drinking or drugs and she's just like uh like all uh downers gave her the opposite side effect and she became so wired she asked they asked her what she felt about gay rights and she said 
It's perfectly all right with me. Some of the most gifted people I've ever met or read about are homosexual. How can you knock it? Oh my god! Like, I love that answer. I didn't even know. I didn't get Thara. That's amazing, and it, it's not surprising. It just reinforces how much I am grown to love her. And this is my favorite part. This is her favorite one she's done. Will you write your own book? I don't think you should write a book until you tell the absolute truth. You can't do that until you're 85. And I don't want to live that long. I've always <laughs> prided myself on knowing when I get off, when to get off. And I hope it works out that way. Like, what a... Oh, my God. She's great. She is a she's delight. She's so great. Oh, my God. Uh, and then she... And I guess, like, you know, later on in life, Desi died. And not too long after that, she passed away. And I, th- she died in 1989. And this was heartbreaking, too. Like, I like uh, this quote. Because apparently, like, even after the divorces, like, she was, like, good friends with Desi's... Um, new uh new wife like desi's second wife like they got along together well and like this broke my heart because her second husband gary uh gary morton i think it was his name it was his name but uh, oh did they marry oh they did marry yeah she was married to gary uh they were both gary uh both lucy and desi were married to their second partners uh, upon both of their deaths yeah. gary, gary morton but um upon lucille's death in 1989 three years after desi's um gary said that she's now happy because she's with desi so like even the second husband knew that like he's a he's a nice oh. guy but like she knew that like those two were soulmates and they loved each other. I was I was watching this this Barbara Streisand interview where she was with it was in the seventies she was with Gary and they were sitting down together and she's just like and Barbara all she was talking about is her relationship with Desi hmm. and and <laughs> he's just sitting there like a cuck in the oh. corner with this fucking thumb up his butt and she's just like i don't know what his deal was i have no idea you're gonna have to ask desi you're gonna have to ask desi because one what desi worked hard and he did so much and she's just like why did it work out can't ask me no i don't know <laughs> and she's just so and then gary's just like well that's the past Aww. that's the past and this is the future like i said like, i don't want to paint him as a sad sack he does seem like a nice enough guy i didn't read too much of i think him. Yeah, i'm pretty sure he's dead so okay so we can talk shit about him then but then he's fair game yeah, but yeah, like yeah. he's he's our next episode <laughs> he was a comedian i saw so at least he like had a good sense of humor which i imagine you would need to have in well, this we, sense of like in this like scenario these are 1950s 1960s comics it's a real flip of a coin so let's not go that far <laughs> yeah um, how did she die what was the how did she die again what did she she died of something easy. Like, uh, she had she had a surgery, and then like I think she died of something like something else went wrong when she was in the hospital. Um, it was um, she's diagnosed with like a aortic aneurysm, so it seems like some sort of like heart condition. Had surgery to repair the heart, which was successful, but then she woke up, had severe back pain, and then like like succumbed to like a ruptured abdominal abdominal aneurysm not related to the surgery so like it seemed like you know it's like oh one thing went really wrong they fixed it but she was already kind of like old so i guess she just kind of went and like she said like and she said she was like what 78 so 78 good life and it fit good job it fits the profile because you said she didn't want to stick around too long and like desi had already been dead for three years she'd already done everything she wanted to do it's like it seems like maybe like her body like she kind of probably felt like it was time like not just like you know you know say what she was feeling in that moment but it seems like, you know, once again, and it's actually it makes me kind of happy. Like, I know, once again, like, they had their problems. They were trying to divorce multiple times. But, like, it seems like they've been through so much. And, like, they did legitimately love each other. Like, she was, like, calling him when Desi was dying. Like, it was, like, my heart breaks for, like, these two. These two, like, kids. Like, they're, they're like, the, like, the original, like, Hollywood couple, if you ask me. Yeah, why don't you go marry him, Aaron? Jeez Louise. I didn't know I was dead. dealing with a sap today. Look, he died in 1980. What was it? Like... Red and Aaron briefly discuss necrophilia. 
Okay, let's do some. Let's go some back and forth. Dark secrets and rare facts. Mm. Oh, I like that. I like that. So, um, you know, uh, she she became a recluse in her uh, late life. Yeah. Uh, she wasn't a drinker, but she kind of just stayed away from society and kind of had a people called her bitter, and I think that's just mean. I think that's more that's, sexist. I feel like that's I feel like that's stereotyping, like oh, like oh, like an old like grandma kind of like stuff. Like, yeah, that's that's that yeah. reeks of like nineteen seventies people being like you know mean to old women and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, she was a high school dropout. Yeah, she. But once again, I think that even more so, like, like adds into like the her level of like just overcoming. She like never like had a, like a formal education. Like her mom put her in like this like like a dramatic like school like or whatever. But the instructors felt that she would not be successful and were not afraid to tell her directly that she was not going to be successful. Actually, I think she had a great quote on this. Um, let me see if I can pull this up quickly. Um, uh, okay, here it is. Um, she, uh, Belle later said about that time in her life at drama school, all I learned in drama school was how to be frightened because the, the instructors were all awful and told her that she was never going to be successful. But once again, she just kept on, kept on keeping on and endured. Yeah, she's pretty cool. She's all right. Pretty cool. It, all my facts, I was just looking at all my facts and they're all things we've already covered. They're all what? All things we've just covered. Like she's a pregnant, first pregnant person. Uh, Desi and her remain close after divorce. Do you have any other stuff? Oh, I got a couple. Okay. Um, so we touched on that she was a model before she got into the, um, you know, she, where she broke through into doing some TV shows and stuff like that. Um, during her modeling career, uh, Lucy was stricken with rheumatoid arthritis and it left her completely unable to walk. She had, it took her two full years and she had to actually relearn how to walk. And especially as a model whose entire job is walking up and down, like, you know, showing off clothes, like, she literally had to relearn cool. how to walk for a two-year span. That's pretty cool. Right? That's pretty cool. Want, want to hear a story about someone that's not her, but related? Bra- uh, Marlon Brando. Yeah. Uh, Marlon Brando was getting ready. This is this is absolutely nothing to do with this. Marlon Brando was getting ready for a role where he's going to be in a wheelchair uh, okay. for this role. And he, so he went to a veteran's hospital. And this was before he was famous. And he just went in a wheelchair and stayed there for a month. To learn about the role. He's a method actor. He pretended he was in a wheelchair. And they picked him up and they moved him. And everyone's just like, oh, here's just a vet that can't walk. And then the last day before he's supposed to start shooting during like a mess hall meet, he just gets up and starts tap dancing and praising the Lord. (laughs) What were the conversations at the Orleans? What were those people saying? Like, oh yeah, that's Jake over there. He's been there for a (laughs) while. It was like, did a miracle happen? Did he like, did did something just happen? Was he healed miraculously overnight? Like, I would love if someone just went up to him. Someone just went up to him before this and just like, and and, and Marlon Brando's sad because he's going to leave today. And they're just like, listen. Listen, it's okay. Like I'm there for you. Like, like let's go and go to the special hall. Starts tap dancing, and then that guy thinks he has the gift. Right. This guy thinks the, the, one of the orderlies thinks he has the touch. Oh my and god. And the rest of his life, he's talking to these people. He's just like, I did it once. I'll do it I again. Do it again. And he just like keeps yeah. like like doing awful things to people to prove that he actually has some sort of miraculous like healer like like abilities and stuff like that. Like or oh god, like or what if Marlon Brando? But go ahead. No, I was just gonna. I was gonna segue back into Lucy, just be saying. But she had the exact opposite thing. She actually lost it and was able to tap dance again. Yeah. Do you see that segue? That was a good. I, I see what you did there. She was. She was the more legitimate version of Marlon Brando. She's a better Marlon Brando. Yeah. Is what you're getting towards. She's a better Marlon Brando than Marlon Brando. Yeah. Yeah. yeah essentially, what I'm trying to say. I. Um, and you. 
other random things I saw. I couldn't figure out why or didn't see the reasoning, but apparently she was superstitious about the letters A and R. She thought they were good luck and she kind of liked to have them around or use them whenever she could. Really random, but hey, she liked A Where'd and R. Where'd you get that witchy detail? I would have loved to find that. Uh, I, I got some sources. You just found her, but she liked, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get to my weird thing. Have you heard about her teeth filling? Okay, no, let's dive into the teeth filling. There's one other thing I want to get into, but let's do teeth filling first. No, no, give me your thing first. Um, we, uh, do we want to talk about her communism ties? Oh, I completely forgot about her communism oh, ties. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, uh, I, so she, what it was, she went to the House of Un-American Committee. She was registered in 1936 as a communist because mm. she wanted to vote in the California uh, primary for a communist. So she needed a, uh, to register as one. Right. And then years later, in 1950s, she was brought to the House of Un-Americans uh, Work Committee, whatever that thing, the Joseph <laughs> McCarthy hearings. And she basically denounced it, said she did it for her, who, her grandpa? Right, she was like, and she had no, intended, no intention to vote as a communist. And like, testimony went all the way up to J. Edgar Hoover and stuff like that. But like, me reading between the lines, I feel like... Um, I feel like that she was intending to vote communist, but she just got so much pressure and heat from all these like sources, especially as like a public figure that she was like, fine. Okay. Like I don't want to get assassinated or like, or whatever. Like I'll just like say like whatever. But like, I would like to believe that she would, if she was around today, like she would be like right up there with like Bernie, like kind of like, you know, promoting socialism and stuff like that. Like, I feel like that she was like interested in the cause. Cause like she used her own house to like, like um, have like, uh, like as like a new, um, there was like a like a group, uh, kind of like yeah, a gathering new members, a, a new communist, yeah, a members. new gather, a gathering for new members of the communism party in California, and she let them use her house as like kind of like an introduction, like or like come like say hi and stuff like that. So like clearly she was invested in the party, and I feel like she was just trying to say save face once like you know the FBI got involved because like oh my god the FBI starts knocking on your door, I get it, like that's gonna be kind of like tough to deal with, but I, yeah, she's pretty legit, and she's dating a, uh, dating a Cuban. Uh, like, I, there's no doubt in my brain that she is uh, a socialist, uh, and good for her. Yeah. Good for her. Um, but one of what that does though. What's that? So, so my thing with the teeth filling mm-hmm. in 1942. Yeah. She got her. She went to a dentist to get her teeth filled. She had two lead cavities, two t- uh, two lead teeth fillings put in. Lead teeth fillings. And Holy then, shit! I am so glad I lived in this yeah. era. <laughs> she was on set, and all of a sudden. She starts hearing music in her mouth. No. She's picking up radio signals in her <laughs> mouth. Oh my god. And she's hearing music. And she thought she was going crazy. And then she just stopped. I mean, I would too. Then Why she, wouldn't you think you're going crazy? Like, that's remarkable. Then one time when she's driving, she hears them. And it's doing, like, very distinct Morse code. <laughs> like, da, 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 She was on Dick Cavett talking about this. She goes and tells some people. And they find a Japanese spies. In the area, sending radio signals of someone's gardener in town, selling ra- uh, sending radio signals, and they caught in her teeth. This is according to her. You know, now, Mythbusters. Ooh, tell me. Covered Lucille Ball's teeth rattling, yeah. and they said you can't. This is impossible. But it's been something that's been talked about forever. Like even before her, people have talked about receiving radio signals in their mouth. That's so bizarre. And, and so. But it's happened right around the time of her being a communist. I was going to say, very interesting. Is there possible that we like that she might have been a communist spy? Because if so, I like I almost like even like her even more now. Aaron, I am 
Oh, I have a, 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 a page open with the headline, Did Lucille Ball Use Her Fillings to Spy? <laughs> I really hope the answer is yes. I really honestly It do. suggests that she is. I'll, tell, I'll give you the long and short of oh it. Oh my God. It suggests that she is, and she only complained about the fillings once people were on to her. Oh my era. God. She was ahead of her time in so many freaking regards. She really was. She was a fucking trailblazer. Yeah, she was. She was a super secret spy, which I kind of love. I kind of love the idea of this jokey, quirky clown comedian. And that's such a great cover uh, too, right? Day. Like this slapstick, oh, clumsy, like housewife or whatever. But like, and like, like in reality, she's just like the super talented, like you know, efficient, cold-blooded, like spy, like or whatever, like helping to bring no, down no. the capitalism. No, but imagine, like during the day, she's eating these chocolates off a conveyor belt, right? <laughs> eating these chocolates, yeah. right? And then she gets off, and then she goes into all black clothing. But she still has the same motor skills she does as a comedian. So she's like, like slipping through the door, just Whoa. like she's a spy. But she's constantly almost goofy and force gumping it through lasers and and secret safes. Somehow she always gets the safe open. Okay, so but she doesn't know how to do it right. So she like knocks it over. It's a big scene. But we're clear that she like she might be do, like you know falling over on herself. But she's a good spy. Like she's good at what she's doing. She's not like you know she's not incompetent. Accidentally, she but she's still a very. No, 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 she is incompetent. She is very successful, but she's constantly falling over. She like she never gets caught, and that's the most infuriating thing to all the other spies in her spy school right. is that like, she's like the worst one, the worst one, and she keeps tripping over wires. But for some reason they get caught because she just force gumps her way through the situation. Um, Do you ever see? Honestly, this is a brilliant ever see uh, concept. You ever see Ocean's Twelve? <sighs> Ocean's Twelve. Is this an Ocean's Twelve? What? Uh, gimmick is this? Did this happen in Ocean's Twelve? I never. Seen no, it. no, but there's like a, like there's a scene where like this like su- supposedly like super like burglar like tr- like has this whole like break dancing over laser wire scene. So now I'm just imagining like her like in that scenario, just like kind of like falling over like on a banana peel or doing like goofy. Uh, yeah, doing the goofy version yeah. of that. Once again, she still gets the treasure yeah. in the end. She has no idea how she got there, but she still gets it. I almost see it like this. She walks in. She's. She's trying to be taken seriously as a spy. Mm. She's trying her best. <laughs> and so she goes in. She's super prepared. She's been training. She goes in. Lasers everywhere. Mm. Lasers everywhere. She's just like, cracks her neck. <laughs> she's ready for this. And she walks. And all of a sudden, as she walks, you see there's a wet floor sign. <laughs> and she's just like, <laughs> Flying through all of the lasers. <laughs> Boldly going through all of them. Until she gets to the crystal ball, uh, the crystal, big crystal in the middle. Sure. Grabs it as she's sliding out. As another spy's coming in, opening the glass carefully and methodically, slams right through the plate glass, shatters it. <laughs> and she runs off, and the person who was trying to do it is like, ah, the, the, the cops sees on right, her. No, the cops get that actually, like, spy who's actually starting yeah. to like, cut through the glass and everything like that. Like That's doing it all the good things. And, she, and Lucy was trying at first. She went in with the best intentions, right. but she wore her slippery shoes that day. You're supposed to wear non-stick. It was a mistake. They both looked so similar. That was, it, wasn't a, it was an honest mistake. And they talked about it in spy school, and everyone in their spy school wears Crocs. So when you see her at the end, the person that gets arrested, she's wearing Crocs. And that's how you know that they were once in the same school. She really, I love the idea of reality where she's a master communist spy. I like, that's my yeah. favorite version of Lucy. It's so much better. It's so much better. And even though the real Lucy is great, mm. this Lucy is so much this better. This is it, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 